Do we need a countdown for this? Yeah, start at 20. Okay, 20. <laughs> 20. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. All right, well, welcome to the Great Trials Podcast. This is the special edition uh, Hurricane Dorian evacuation show. <laughs> and uh, as always, I am. Uh, this is Steve Lowry uh, with Yvonne Godfrey. Yvonne, how are you doing today? I'm good for the, for the um, I mean, I hate to brag, especially since, as we'll talk about, we have all Savannah people on the podcast today, but this is the first time in a while I do not have to be thinking about evacuation, and I'm, <laughs> it sounds very callous. I'm sure I'm going to regret saying that later. Well, I, I was thinking about that. I mean, with three quarters of our, uh, of our team, uh, of our, our huge, uh, you know, podcast team live down here in Savannah and are all going to be evacuating within the next 24 hours, and I think we're all coming to your place, Yvonne, right? Is that what we're yeah. doing? Yeah. Uh-huh. You you're, all, you're all coming over to my house. I hope you're bringing your own groceries because anyone who knows me knows that my fridge is always empty. Well, I'm, I'm bringing lots of pets, so I hope you're ready for that. <laughs> yes, definitely. If, if by ready for that, you mean um, ready with my pet allergies, then yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Well, um, well, and so we have we are doing a different show today, and we're going to introduce uh, not our guest because I guess technically today we are going to be the guest, but we're we are this is a all team uh, podcast today, and, and I'm going to introduce more formally Allison Hirsch and Taras Misher uh, in a second here. But I wanted to make a couple of show announcements. Um, we have uh, uh, been uh, just you know in love love doing this show uh and we had an incredibly ambitious schedule to do one a week which uh yvonne and i are still both full-time working lawyers with trial practices uh so that has been uh difficult to say the least uh i've got a trial coming up that's going to take a couple of weeks yvonne's got some trials coming up and uh and then you know just uh, and i'm going to talk to allison about this she's our extraordinary when it comes to getting our guests um you know the, sometimes we can have some difficulty with scheduling with a, with you know successful busy trial lawyers who uh don't have a whole lot of time to talk um so we are going to actually take some time off and um and i hope everybody sticks with the show uh we are going to uh, our next show is going to be on on october 15 2019 tuesday as always uh, so october 15 will be our next show so we're taking a few weeks off there are lots of shows to listen to that we have. I think we have, uh, we were trying to figure it out before the show, somewhere around 38 shows, which include bonus content, maybe even a few extras in there. I may be miscounting, but we have a lot of content that we put up since January. And so we just need a little bit of time off to get our feet back under us, go try some cases and, uh, and, and, um, you know, get everything back on. And then uh, we hope all of our listeners uh, stay with us and invite uh, their friends and family to all listen too, because, um, you know, that's always important. Yeah. Take the, take this time, take this time that we're giving you and ourselves <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to get other people to listen to our show, to rate, review, subscribe if you haven't done it already. And I just have to say, Steve, that even though we're calling this quote unquote, time off. Right. <laughs> in addition, for example, for today, in addition to this being our special hurricane edition, it's also Labor Day. Right. We, we really, we've done a lot of weekend recording and, and evening recording and holiday recording to um, put as out as much content that, as we have. So I hope, I hope everybody will cut us some slack. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you have angry emails, Allison, will you go ahead and give them your no? <laughs> um, but it, but it's, and before I before I bring Allison and Teraz on, I just wanted to remind everybody. Yvonne just said it. If you can rate and review us, we would really, really, really appreciate it. It means a lot to the podcast, um, and we are uh, happy that we've had. Uh, uh, great reviews and uh and ratings although i was pointing out to everybody that we got our first four star review we've had all five stars and then one four star and i and i think yvonne you made the 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 point of well now at least we have some credibility it doesn't look like it's just like friends and family doing a doing right right if it's all five stars it's suspicious it's like it's like if you see that for a product then you feel like people have gotten it for free or like they're getting like you know they're getting kickbacks or something so now that we've gotten a four star, people know that um, we're not paying for our reviews or anything. Well, but but <laughs> this is in no way encouraging anybody else to go give us a four star yeah, or we lower only, review. No, we, we only we need don't the want one. the five stars. We only need the one. <laughs> yeah, <That's it. laughs> we're good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yes, please rate and review us, uh, and that's is as always on uh, I, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so. Um, so, so Yvonne, let's talk about the show that we're doing today. So uh, this is our year in review uh, show, and uh, we are actually going to be the ones interviewed uh, by uh, Allison Hirsch, who is our fantastic producer and, uh, and behind the scenes sort of takes care of everything that makes the podcast go along with Terrace. Uh, but, but Allison, uh, you know, our show notes, our website, uh, you know, making sure that that all gets done, doing the scheduling, which is one of the most difficult parts of the show is just working on getting everybody's schedules uh, together. But Allison Hirsch is a, um, a fantastic at PR and marketing. She, uh, the name of her company is Capricorn Communications. And Allison is going to run the interview today. And I just want to say a little bit about this because I think, um, you know, Allison, I know, has, has uh, been published in several national magazines, including Southern Living. So she's uh, done a lot of work there. And she's also done interviews of uh, some pretty famous people. I know that she's interviewed Greg Allman, uh, Clint Eastwood, and Yoko Ono. Which I what? have to think. I think those are all. These like, are facts. These are facts, Yvonne. <laughs> I did not know that. Wow. I, I oh think gosh, these I'm, are. I, I'm I think, so starstruck right now. <laughs> exactly. Well, but I mean, I, I think this is. I mean, Allison, you would admit this is probably your most important interview, right? I mean. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I've been looking forward to it for for weeks, for days, for days. But. Uh, but. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and I, and I would love to talk with you more about, uh, just, I, I got to imagine, especially, I mean, all three of them probably are characters in their own right, but all three of them probably have interesting interview styles, I would imagine. Um, but, um, but I also wanted to introduce and you've, everybody's heard me talk about him from time to time, Taras Misher, uh, from podcast on the go, uh, Taras, uh, and everybody calls him Raz. So I'll just call him Raz. Uh, <laughs> only is, my friends. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> he is our uh, uh, podcast extraordinaire producer. He's the one who who puts the shows together, makes them sound, uh, you know, as professional as they can be with uh, with me and Yvonne on here, and um, and uh, so I just wanted to introduce everybody. So we are going to do a show with the whole team. Uh, uh, so with Taras, Allison, Yvonne, and myself, and uh, and Allison is going to uh, go on the run the show. 
Great, great. Well, thank you so much, Stephen, Yvonne, and Tras for being part of this special edition of the Great Trials Podcast. Um, I'm very much looking forward to our conversation. And, you know, I have to say, it, this is just a really fun podcast to be part of. It's a great team. It's a great concept. And I thought it might make sense just to start with you, Steve, of just talking about, you know, how did this podcast get started? I'm not sure everyone may know the answer to that question. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, as some people may know, I, uh, I run quite a bit. And, um, and so when I run, the main thing I do is I like to listen to podcasts. And I've listened to tons of different podcasts. I've heard all different styles. Uh, some are interview shows, some are sort of story shows. Um, and so I just started thinking, um, you know, wouldn't it be great to have a show where you talk to trial lawyers uh, who, you know, had successful cases, can talk to us about uh, their cases one, one case at a time and, uh, and, and just sort of talk about their strategy, how they overcame the difficulties in their case, how they turned them to their advantage, and just sort of put it out there for anyone who's interested. I mean, I guess for the most part, it's geared towards lawyers, but, uh, but I, I also think that people who are non-lawyers uh, can get something from it too and learn something about the legal system, learn about how trials are, learn about how, what things happen behind the scenes at trials. Um, but I mean, mainly it was just something I started thinking about. Um, and then I approached Yvonne because uh, I've always uh, um, loved talking to Yvonne. She's a great conversationalist, great storyteller. Um, and she and she also just happens ha to have a great uh, radio slash podcast voice. <laughs> she um, does. She does. <laughs> so I so go I go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I approached Yvonne about uh, about doing this with me, and she was all in. And then we just sort of like kicked the idea around for quite a while. Allison, you know, we start talking to you about it, mm -hmm. and then finally we we got in touch with Raz and and yep. uh, and talked to him about how we would do all this stuff and and. I think it was finally Raz that made us get up off our ass and just say, uh, you know, why don't you just do this podcast? <laughs> you've talked about it enough. And so we said, you know what? We will. Let's just do it. And if nobody listens, fine. But, uh, but we've actually done pretty well on, uh, on getting people to uh, listen. And every show seems to get more popular after uh, each one gets more and more popular. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I agree. Uh, Taras was definitely the missing piece once we had that, that sound and engineering piece together. It, it really helped us take off. Um, and I'm curious, you know, for both of you, you know, what was your vision for the podcast? You know, Yvonne, did you have anything, any goals in mind or any particular, any vision that you were hoping might come to fruition? Yes, I did. Actually, I had, I had kind of two goals. The first was that um, someone would listen to it. <laughs> voluntarily it's always, it's always absolutely a good one. Yeah. yeah so did it check um <laughs> but really i guess you know it was it was steve's idea but when he talked to me about it the reason that i that i thought it would work and that i hoped it would work is because I, I hoped it would be like the conversations that we have just for fun that we mm -hmm. have when you see a lawyer who recently tried a case, a friend of yours, or you know, a case you read about. Um, it, you know, in our free time, the, that's that really is a lot of what we end up talking about, and these are the real questions we end up having. It's just not being re recorded. So, uh, what I hoped is that we could keep that kind of natural, organic. Um, conversation and that that other people would find it interesting and so ho hopefully we've done that and that's 
that's why that's at least my excuse for why I never prepare too much for the, for the podcast. <laughs> you got sure. to stay fresh. You always got to be ready for what might happen. <laughs> right. And, you know, Keep it organic. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And now, Steve, what about you? Did you have any personal goals for the podcast? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like I said, it's something that I've always enjoyed, just like Yvonne said, you know, when it, whenever you have a friend or, a, you know, a colleague who goes out and tries a case, you, you want to hear the story about what, you know, what happened. And it's always been entertaining to me, although I will say that there's been a few times that I've been at a, a party or something where there's lawyers there and my wife is like, can we talk about something other than the law, please? But, you know, I always have, have liked hearing that. I mean, part of, you know, part of what I, I think wanted to accomplish was uh, one is, is, you know, the, I mean, these lawyers that we've talked to, I, I mean, I think we've made that clear on the show. I mean, they're, they are the cream of the crop. They're the mm -hmm. top of their game. Um, and they have gone out and made some, you know, a, a, you know, made history in some of their cases. Absolutely. Uh, so, so they're they are fun to talk to, and they're they're a great resource to talk to. But it, another part of what I you know was hoping to accomplish was that you have young lawyers that are coming in, or lawyers that are like out of law school, is hopefully you know here this is something you know they can listen to where they can hear uh, you know some of these you know big name trial lawyers talk about how they did it and hopefully inspire them to go out and try some cases and uh, and to get in the courtroom uh, because yep. you know, the, the best thing and I've, Yvonne and I have talked about this before but I mean the best way to learn how to go try a case is to get into the courtroom and try a case and there mm -hmm. there will be mistakes there will be uh things that go wrong not everything's going to go right but but that is part of trying a case and that is uh you know part of learning but um you know it's also great to listen to people and talk about how they tried cases and you can get ideas and say well that one you know that idea worked really well so I'm going to try that in my case so um mm -hmm. you know uh, hopefully we inspire a few people. Hopefully we, you know, get some listeners and, and, uh, and hopefully, you know, we have entertaining conversations that people are interested in listening to. Excellent. Excellent. I think you're, I think you're achieving those goals. I, I definitely think you're achieving those goals. Um, and I'm curious too, for both of you, you know, what, what have you found to be sort of the best part or the most rewarding part about doing the podcast? I don't know. I mean, I, all of it is really fun. I like selfishly, I would say the best part is just that um, thanks to the hard work that the whole team puts in and Allison, the people that you reach out to and then we get to get, come on the show, I get to talk to people directly, you know, lawyers who are doing really impressive work that mm -hmm. I might never get the opportunity to talk to. So selfishly, even if no one listened to the podcast, that is a very cool, rewarding part for me. Um, but I think the, the other side is I've heard from a couple people that a couple other lawyers mm -hmm. that who are friends that they've, they've heard things that people tried on the podcast and it's given them ideas in their own cases oh, how um, nice. that they've tried. And so that, that to me is huge. I really never even expected that, honestly. Mm -hmm. So that's probably been my favorite part. Very yeah, and cool. I, uh, I mean, that, that's, I mean, the biggest part of it, I, I guess, selfishly, the, the most, the thing I get out the most is that we get to talk to these great lawyers and get to hear their ideas on how mm -hmm. they try cases. And, um, you, you know, so, you know, that's always helpful and it's, um, you know, helpful to us in our practice and hopefully helpful to other people. Uh, and like Yvonne said, I mean, I've heard um, not only, uh, you know, have they heard ideas, but um, I think, 
even uh, some of our uh, sponsors have picked up a couple of clients uh, because of you know work the work they heard them doing in cases so like uh, legal technology services uh, just to give them a plug um, you know they uh, who does great courtroom technology um, I know that they have uh, because they heard about them on here uh, got hired by another law firm who went and tried a case and did great so um, you know that's, awesome that's always great to share you know what works Raz what's your favorite part <laughs> um, I mean, other than working with uh, me and Yvonne yeah I was going to say editing out all of uh, Yvonne's ohms probably- <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you threw Yvonne under the bus for that not me because I, I it's not like I have a set of uhs and ums and uh, stuttering <laughs> Sick That's burn. Better. That's better. I was just joking. I was just joking. Now, now um, you mentioned you both mentioned uh, learning things from doing the podcast. That you've learned some things along the way. Are there any particular trial strategies or just interviews that you've done where you just thought, "Wow, that is just an amazing tactic or an amazing strategy that maybe you learned from the podcast?" Um, I, I'll say, you know, I, I don't know that I've heard anything that was like, you know, like that, that was just so, you know, new that I was, that I was like, wow, I never thought of that. Although I'm sure I'm forgetting something. And, and that is another thing that Yvonne and I were talking about is we've done so many of these that you start to forget some of them. But the one thing I think that, that has sort of come across from talking to all these, uh, all these lawyers and, and, and what has worked for them is their, um, the things that they say help them in their case are sort of universally true. Hmm. Um, like, like the fact that, you know, always maintain your credibility, always, mm-hmm. you know, always maintain your honesty with the judge, with the jury, with the witnesses, with everybody, even if it means, you know, you're going to tell them some fact that's going to hurt you. It's, it's more important to maintain your credibility. Um, and they, and to a T, I would say every single one of these lawyers has said that, um, that, you know, they, they, you know, hit things head on. If there's a problem in the case, you hit it head on mm-hmm. and maintain that credibility. And then just, you know, the theming that they, that they do as far as how they put things together, the use of demonstratives, meaning, you know, like different ways you can demonstrate uh, a point and the creativity that they use in that. Um, we've had just some great stories, uh, you know, ab- about um, some creative trial strategies, demonstratives. I was sort of thinking about some of our, and I don't want to go through and pick out favorites. I mean, I, all of these have been great in their own way, but mm-hmm. I, I remember some of the, the um, you know, s- themes and, and demonstratives that like Randy McGinn gave us, uh, not only in the case that she tried involving the, um, the defibrillators, uh, but uh, when she was talking about cross-examination of some other witnesses and putting sticky notes all over a witness, which I, I don't think I could ever get away with, um, <laughs> and it, you know, and, or making them hold like a melon while they're talking about it, you know, and then uh, and Karen Kohler, when she, you know, in the duck boat uh, case where she mm-hmm. did her whole opening statement wearing a captain's hat and a whistle and a duck whistle, <laughs> and um, you know, and then Andy Sherfius where he, where he cross-examined the. Uh, uh, the biomechanical expert who said 45 pounds wouldn't do harm to your spine if it, uh, you know, landed on you. And he, so he pulls out this weight he had snuck into the courtroom and holds it over his head and, you know, said, you know, can you lay on the floor? And the guy says, well, why do you want me to do that? And he's like, well, I'm going to drop this weight on your back, you know? And he goes, no, I don't want you to do that. And he goes, why do you think you might get hurt? You know, I mean, so it's just, <laughs> like I love, I love that one. That one is so clever. So clever. So, um, so I, I mean, what I, what I've really gotten from this is, you know, not only that, I mean, all these people put a, an incredible amount of work and, and preparation into their cases, but that they, that the, 
the things that are important in cases are sort of universally true and all, all of them uh, say a lot of the same stuff. Um, you know, of course, putting in work on how you're coming up with the theme and, um, and, and then, you know, and then how you can turn a defense that the defense might think is a really good point into something that's your advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those have all been things that I've, I've sort of taken away from the shows and they're, they're, you know, each show has its own little nugget in it and everybody listening should listen to every single one of the shows. <laughs> <laughs> and Yvonne, is there anything you'd like to add, you know, in terms of things you've takeaways or even just what you think makes a great trial lawyer? Because I think that that's part of what Steve's talking about, I think, with the themes that run through is what makes what makes a great t- trial lawyer. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's I I'm always in awe of, of basically everybody that we've talked to, but especially I think that that the courage they have to take risks for their clients. I mean, mm-hmm. if you get if you get all the way to trial, then it's because um, I mean, most of the time, then it's because you have a case that's not super clear. It's not a slam dunk. If it was a slam dunk, you probably wouldn't be going to trial. So um, I think it's easy to sort of take for granted with all these people that we've talked to and have had these great results like you can forget the fact that this was not, this was, this could have been a very close call. It easily could have gone another way. Um, so I'm, I'm always in awe of, of kind of the courage that, that our guests have and doing the work that they do and taking the risks that they take. But then I think on top of that, um, what all of our, uh, well, what, what all of our guests that have really touched on it have said is that they had to find their style that worked for them. And they mm-hmm. had men- they had mentors or mm-hmm. um, people that they admired, but you can't do what somebody else does. You have to find your own style. And so I think that's yeah. um, encouraging to hear, especially as a newer, lo- newer lawyer, you can go and watch people at trial and, 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 be like, I, I could never do what they're doing or, you know, but that's okay. You can figure out what you can do or, or, or your style and find something that works for you. Exactly. Well said. Well said. Very good. Well, on the flip side, I mean, we've talked about some of the things that, that, you, that y'all have enjoyed about the podcast, but of course, things don't always go as planned, don't always go as smoothly as maybe we'd like. So I'm curious, you know, what do you see as some of the toughest or most challenging parts about doing the podcast? Well, I, I mean, I'll say the toughest part is, uh, and, and and this is where we're going to interview you, Allison, is uh, is the scheduling. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It, you know, and the interesting thing is I was listening to another uh, podcast, uh, the Jordan Harbinger Show, who's a, a podcaster mm-hmm. that, who's, you know, wildly popular, and he's, you know, got millions of followers. I know him. He, just, yeah, just just a name drop. I know him. You, yeah, you know him. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, he's not, he's not Clint Eastwood or anything. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, you go. You know, yeah, no, you go. <laughs> um, well, he he was interviewing Chelsea Handler, you know, who also obviously had a, a mm-hmm. you know, popular talk show, and they were talking about how hard it is to schedule guests and how hard it is to get these cancellations. So I'm sitting there thinking, well, if these two are having such a problem. With scheduling, and I and I, I'm not saying this about any of our guests that they were difficult. I think scheduling in general is just difficult. Yes, because like like we said, I mean, I, I I've got a busy schedule. Yvonne's got a busy schedule. Our um, you know, lawyers have very busy schedule. Who are who are the guests? So it's just getting all of that together at a time when everybody can sit and uh, sit and talk. Um, that is probably the toughest. I mean, it, it, there you know, obviously been uh, some 
um, things that have happened, uh, you know, in, when we're on Zoom or something where we lose a connection or, you know, somebody all of a sudden will go blank and we'll just sort of work through it. And that those technical difficulties, you know, can, uh, you know, um, cause problems short term, but, but Raz is great at, uh, at, mm-hmm. at dealing with that. And we usually just, uh, just kind of keep working through it, even though it's something like that's happened. Yeah. And I want to add, cause I get this question a lot about what, how we're recording the podcast because sometimes we reference it but sometimes people think that we are in the same room or Mm. that one of us is with our guests and we almost never are we usually um raz is in one place with his recording equipment he's recording everything that we're doing through the zoom meeting kind of like a, a web meeting. Steve Mm -hmm. and I are on computers usually in two other different places from Raz. Um, We've usually got our cameras on so we can see each other and know when one's talking or when we've got a connection issue. Um, Then our guest is in a fourth place. And sometimes they're calling from a cell phone. Sometimes they're using um, an office phone. So we can't see them um, and they can't see us. We can only hear them. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they use a computer and they can see us and we can see them. and, And that's probably the easiest, but just so people know, because I, I hopefully it doesn't, it doesn't sound quite that sort of, um, disjointed, but it's actually, um, we do our best to make it seem like we're all sit, sitting in a room together, but it's, we're actually in four different places using all different ways to connect with each other. And, yeah. and I think you should add to that, Yvonne, that sometimes we have people like Mike Papantonio who show up who are in a professional team, <laughs> right? <laughs> who, who's in a suit and he looks like 10 times better than us. And I'm like, man, he look, really looks professional. Yeah. Although Raz, Raz, Raz has got a studio set up now where Raz looks pretty professional too, Steve. Yeah. No, uh, I, like, I like Raz's new, uh, new studio. We got to come and check those digs out. Definitely. Uh, definitely. It, uh, looks, it looks nice on camera. I have like a little... <laughs> <laughs> well, and I and I wanted to ask Taras this question as well because I I am curious what's the toughest part of doing this from your point of view because you're much more concerned with the technical details than we are, Taras. Right. The toughest part is knowing when to jump in and tell a guest that they sound bad <laughs> or, oh. or not. You know, okay. because I don't want to I don't want to interrupt the flow of the show, and I also don't want to be rude to the guests if they're mid, you know, mid thought. So that's, yeah. that's kind of the hardest part. No, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause you, well, because you can't control their sound setup. No. Would you say the second hardest part was that time that I kept muting myself on my end? <laughs> <laughs> you had to clean up the whole episode? <laughs> no, no, it was fine. <laughs> he says it was fine. It was that's fine. hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, I have to say, one thing that I think is very sweet about this podcast, and I think this is something that your listeners would find interesting, is Steve and Yvonne will not do these interviews without one another. It would be oh, easier yeah. to schedule them if we just had Steve or just had Yvonne and they won't do that. And I actually think that's really respectable. They really see it as a team effort. And I think it does add to the chemistry of the show and, and makes the interview stronger. So I will say we could make it easier on ourselves if we, <laughs> if we split you two up from time to time. But, but I just want our listeners, I want your listeners to know, you know, that's just not on the table for them. They really see themselves as a team. So, no, yeah, which I think is pretty either. cool. It wouldn't be the Great Trials podcast if it didn't have uh, Stephen Avon on. Yeah, there. it'd be it'd be the Good Trials podcast, but it, it wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be great. But uh, but anyways, and uh, well, well, would you, would y'all like to talk a little bit? And this is really for the all three of you. Is just because I will say one thing that I'll, I'll like I'll tell your listeners this. One thing that differentiates me from the rest of the team is that they are hardcore 
podcast junkies. Okay. They are po- <laughs> right. hardcore podcast junkies. Whereas I'm not, I, I'll listen to a podcast once in a while. I think it's enjoyable, but it's not part of my lifestyle. And I, th- I feel like for the three of you, it really is. I mean, you're really oh, yeah. plugged into the podcast world. So I thought it might be interesting for each of you just to maybe, um, and maybe start with Taras on this since he is Mr. Podcast. Um, yeah. is, you know, what kinds of podcasts do you listen to and, and, and why do you tend to like the ones that you like? What, what do you look for in a podcast? Mm, if they pay me, a lot of times I listen to them a lot. How do you work that out to get paid to listen? Yeah. <laughs> that's probably the number one criteria. But right, outside right. of that, I listen to like a lot of comedy podcasts. Comedy. Yeah, okay. so that just keeps me rolling. I also listen to a lot of, um, what else do I listen to? A lot of interviewing podcasts, like Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, he's I love great. It. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to become, I'm, I'm going to start my own soon. Re, or reinvent my own so I can become more of a Joe Rogan. Nice. But he's someone you really admire just yeah. as an interviewer. Yeah, as an interviewer. Yeah, he's terrific. Sure. Yeah. He's terrific. Okay. So Taras likes comedy and interviews. What about what about you two? What about um Yvonne and Steve? I like I like a mix, but they're always, for me, like Steve listens to him when he's running. I think that's crazy. Like I have to listen <laughs> to music when I run or I'm not going to make it. So I listen to them like when I like road trips or when I'm like cleaning around the house, you know, I'll just, I'll put it on in that way. It's something like I'll stay busy. Cause you're not, it's not like TV where you get sucked in watching it. Sure. Um, but I like, um, my favorite is my brother, my brother and me. Um, I just have to plug that. <laughs> that's it's, right. It, it's just a, just really funny, but it's a total escape. It's, it's a ridiculous sort of, um, premise that very get very rarely gets into real world stress. So then on the flip side of that, I like a lot of the, um, you know, the sort of the true crime podcasts, mm-hmm. um, cold to live and die in LA or two that I listened to recently that are, um, really great. Um, have you heard uh, up and vanished it? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. That, I, met, I met the, uh, I met the producers of that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like five or six they have that are all really good. Yeah. I think they're, um, it's like Tinderfoot or something, right? That's Is right. That, yeah. Yeah. They're in Atlanta. Yeah. 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 So they did. Um, I think they're involved in To Live and Die in L.A. Maybe mm. um, that one's that one's more recent, but similar to Up and Vanished in terms of kind of what happens as the show is while the podcast is airing. I mean, those are two interesting ones because those podcasts are actually actually made things happen. Right. In real life. Mm. Which is which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And now how about you, Steve? Do you, uh, do you only listen to podcasts when you run or do you uh, listen to other things when you run? Sometimes I'll listen to an audible book or sometimes oh, I'll listen gosh. to, uh, <laughs> to music, so but uh, <laughs> it just depends. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but usually I'll listen to some sort of content, but I, podcasts are by far my favorite uh, thing to listen to. And I got I to gotta check out my brother, my brother and me. I've, I've never heard that one. Um, and Ivana and I have pretty similar tastes in podcasts. Um, but I, so some of my favorites, I like, there's some comedy podcasts, some sort of off the wall podcasts, and then some that are sort of, uh, you know, uh, business type content, uh, podcasts or teaching you, you know, how to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I'll, and I'll tell you, um, I, I'm, I'm totally not going to remember her name now that we're talking about this, but one of the reasons why I picked Devon is because there's this podcast called my favorite murder with these two, uh, two women, uh, Yvonne can help me out with their names if she remembers. Um, that they were they basically, uh, it's two comedians uh, and they basically come on and they just talk about a murder, but in sort of a funny way, if you can imagine that. Um, but uh, Karen but, and Georgia, yeah, Karen. So I, I happen to think that Yvonne and Karen, like if they were to talk on the same podcast, you wouldn't 
be able to tell their voices apart. <laughs> they, sound, <laughs> they sound exactly oh like gosh, Steve, that's such a compliment. Thank <laughs> you. That's really nice. <laughs> if you listen to that podcast, you know that's a compliment. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, very cool. I mean it's a very popular podcast. Um, some of the other podcasts that I that I love is uh Last Podcast on the Left, which is again three comedians. Uh and um and then the Jordan Harbinger show. Uh, there's one called Business Wars where they take two businesses like, for instance, Coke versus Pepsi, and they'll talk about their history and, and you know, how, you know, uh, they evolved. Uh, one, I should say, which I, I, I caught up uh, my law partner, Jed Manton, uh, where they, they on the Business Wars, um, they did the USFL versus the NFL. And they actually talked about Jed's dad, Jack Manton, on the podcast. Really? Yes, because when... When the USFL was coming up, and um, and um, Herschel Walker, if everybody remembers this, made the decision to go to the USFL instead of the NFL. Well, Jed's dad, Jack, was actually Herschel Walker's uh, agent, and wow. so they they actually uh, did this oh, whole really? part on how Jack Man and uh, the, you know not NFL fans may may be mad at Jed's dad about this, but uh, but you know got Herschel basically to go to the USFL. Uh, instead of the NFL, but uh, so that, wow. I always thought that was interesting. And then, um, like Doctor Death, I thought was a really good one. Yeah, uh, it was a good one. And then, uh, um, stuff you should know is a, is a great one. Although mm-hmm. I haven't heard that lately, and and they're based out of Atlanta. I think they both went to UGA. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just a bunch of really good podcasts out there. I have um, a I have a I have a local recommendation. Yeah, um, it's a new show. I just met the girls, uh, but it's called Why Blank Matters. So they why? do all kinds of things. Yeah. So like one show is like why bees matters and uh. why bees matter. Uh. One show was why, um, I can't remember what it is, like why uh, prohibition matters. So they, they do these things. It's, it's a lot like stuff you should know. Huh. But like okay. two local to Savannah uh, ladies. And the show's really good, actually. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Interesting. yeah I, I like that. That's a great idea. Um, I, I definitely, that's what I like about stuff you should know. And I think that what, that's a great premise for a show is because you can kind of be like, I don't know. I sort of like, I think after law school, I stopped, like, unless I had to for work, I got, I went through this phase where like, I just didn't really want to learn anything. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was was in law school. You're like so (laughs) mentally exhausted. Yes. Entertainment. I wanted everything to be like just super basic, super easy, not intense, right? Stressful. Um, so I think only recently I've sort of been like, okay, I'm willing to learn stuff that I don't have to learn again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And podcasts are good for that. Yes. Yes. They're a good way to learn in kind of a low key and, uh, kind of way. There you go. There you go. That's funny. That's funny. Well, if it's okay with you, Steve and Yvonne, I'd love to ask you a few questions just about your backgrounds Mm -hmm. and maybe a few things maybe that your listeners don't know about you. So, so. So, for example, and nothing too crazy, but for example, uh, you know, I'm I'm curious to know why did you each decide to become trial attorneys? Because you you could have gone into any kind of law, obviously, in law school. You knew you wanted to be attorneys. You went to law school. But what spoke to you about trial law specifically? What appealed to you about the courtroom, or did you discover that later? I'm I'm just curious how you each came to trial trial law specifically. Uh, Yvonne, you want to go first? You want me to take that? Uh, I'll go first because my my answer is going to be very uninspiring and short, (laughs) which is I didn't really even think about um, like transactional law or Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. 
uh, for I'm trying to figure out how to describe that to like not, people not in the legal field, but like mergers and acquisitions or or writing wills or anything sure. like that. Like I didn't, I never even really, I just never really thought about that. I had always envisioned civil litigation. And then, you know, after that, especially when I was coming out of law school, I was just uh, like, or a- after the 11th circuit, I should say, I was just looking for a job. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I happened to luck out and um, work and get a job where I still work. Um, <laughs> and, um, and I was lucky that it was a firm that took cases that I believed in and would, and would take those cases to trial for its clients. And, and so... That was really it. I mean, I feel like I lucked out in that it was a good fit for me, but um, it wasn't something, honestly, that I had like lifelong ambitions to do. Okay. No, that's Sorry. honest. That's no, honest. No, I, no, I like that answer, Yvonne. That's good. It's honest. And how about you, Steve? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of always knew I would be in the courtroom in some fashion. I, you know, even from being a kid, people used to talk that I could argue well and you tell me that I need to go be a lawyer. So I knew it was going to be something like that, but I didn't really you know, necessarily know that I wanted to do uh, plaintiff's work. Um, and the first law firm that I uh, joined, um, there was a, a great trial lawyer uh, who was sort of my first mentor. His name is Joe Freeman. He was a famous trial lawyer up in Atlanta. Um, and uh, and so I worked with Joe and we did a lot of defense work. So we would defend like, uh, you know, big corporations and, and um, you know, all kinds of insurance companies and stuff like that. And, uh, and I didn't really love doing the defense side of it. You know, it, mm-hmm. when there's something horrible that's happened, you know, it, it, for me at least, you know, I, I wasn't like inspired to, you know, hey, let's go out and, you know, kick butt for, you know, this big corporation. Um, but we, but uh, one of our first cases was a little girl that got um, uh, just horribly burned um, from uh, a defective uh uh, mattress that uh, would would catch on fire easily and a an aim and flame uh, and she had been burned over eighty five percent of her body her fingertips mm-hmm. had been burned off and she was the sweetest little girl you'd ever meet i mean just you know bright eyed happy i mean even though she was you know uh, very badly deformed um, and that case for me really you know, we, we represented her in that case against the mattress manufacturer and mm-hmm. against and, and against uh, uh, Bic lighters for their aim and flame. Uh, and that case for me was like, that's the type of people I want to be representing. That's who I want to go fight for. Um, mm-hmm. meeting, meeting her. And um, that was sort of like, you know, my aha moment of like, this is what I know that I'm meant to do and what I want to do. And so after that, uh, I ended up, uh, uh, Joe, unfortunately, uh, passed away from cancer not long after that. And I, uh, mm. you know, found a plaintiff's firm uh, down here in Savannah that I, um, that I uh, got in with. And so from then on, uh, I've been doing exclusively plaintiff's work uh, and representing people who've been catastrophically injured. And that's, you know, that's where, for me, that's just the only thing I would be happy doing. Yep, yep. And hearing, I, I, hearing that answer, doesn't it make sense that it was... Steve's idea for the podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. But uh, but actually, I think those are both great answers, and 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 that leads me to my next question, which is related to both of you. And I, I will say this: 
for those of you who don't know, Steve and Yvonne are both amazing trial lawyers. I mean, they're so talented. Their styles are different, and yet they're they're complementary. But I'm curious, each of you, you know, what you consider to be your proudest moment, trial moment, and it may not even be the biggest verdict you've ever had, but maybe the the moment when you just thought your proudest moment in the courtroom. I would say, you know, what would that be? Was it a big win for for a client who you really cared about? Was it a verdict you didn't expect? You know, is there a moment in the courtroom that just has really stayed with you? Um, I, I, I mean, I would just say for me, I mean, there's a couple of trials that I've had. I mean, all of my trials have been incredibly important, uh, you know, especially to the clients, um, you know, because that's their one day or their one opportunity to get in front of, you know, 12 mm-hmm. people who can, who can do justice for them and, and to make their life better. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm incredibly proud of all my, my uh, you know, trial work and, and what we've been able to do for families. But I guess two that really stick out to me was the uh, Bilbrey case mm-hmm. where we were representing Anthony Bilbrey, who had been catastrophically brain damaged by a postal truck when, the, when his uh, family had gotten run off the road. His, his mom was pregnant with him at the time. They hit a uh, fence post and the and the post came in through the windshield, hit her right in the stomach. He was delivered, but just incredibly brain injured. Uh, and we were able to, we, we sued the United States government um, and they fought us every step of the way. And, um, you know, we were able to make a, a great recovery for him. And I was, uh, you know, very proud of that moment. And then a case I tried a couple years ago for uh, the Jenkins family, for Joel Jenkins, uh, who is the uh, sheriff of this little town in Climax, Georgia, uh, who had gotten um, uh, in a head-on collision with a, um, a, a driver that was high on opioids. And, um, you know, they when I first met them, they were, uh, I hope they don't mind. I mean, they were, in, they were in pretty desperate straits. I mean, they, you know, Joel was having a really hard time with this hell. I mean, he was a big you know, six foot eight, um, you know, 300 or maybe 280 pound, you know, hmm. strapping muscular, you know, vibrant guy who had been reduced to a wheelchair and, uh, and just was in pain every moment of his life and, um, and had just had an incredibly tough situation. And we were able to go and, uh, and get a, a really, um, good verdict for them, uh, in, in a, you know, conservative venue and to, uh, and to make a great recovery for them. And, uh, and I still stay in touch with that family. Uh, they they are great people. I have five children, and they're doing really really well. I mean, they're so, you know, I, I guess you know, like I said, all my cases are, are are very important, and all my clients have a special place in my heart. But uh, those two really stick out to me. Wow, that's that's powerful, Steve. Thank you, thank you. And what about you, Yvonne? I mean, you've been involved in some pretty amazing cases yourself. But is there any I- moment that really stands out for you as a real? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Although I don't think it's anything that I did, but the first trial that I was ever a part of was after I had been with the firm for probably maybe five months. Mm -hmm. And we did a, um, it was a case, it was a defective tire case and it was a, um, 15 passenger van that had rolled over due to a tire failing and, um, people had died and been horribly injured. And there were, um, a total of 14 separate cases, but we were try- we were getting ready to try the first case um, on behalf of a woman whose husband had died in the wreck. And they were political refugees that had been relocated to Atlanta um, by the United Nations. And they spoke 
her family spoke Nepali and it was and almost no English. So oh my. we could only really communicate with them for purposes of getting ready for the case through a translator or, um, you know, a, a friend of the family who spoke a good amount of English or, or whatever. And so it was just this challenge. And during trial, we had a translator that was there to translate for witnesses that were testifying at trial, but we didn't have one with us all the time. Mm -hmm. So we had to communicate um, with our client and just, you know, I, I, I basically went with her everywhere that she went and we just had to learn to communicate in a lot of different ways without um, a lot of, without, without being able to understand a lot of what the other was saying. Um, and so I just was really nervous when it was her turn to take the stand. I mean, she was just a beautiful, incredible, strong woman, but, but I just, you know, we had kind of, we didn't want her testimony to be rehearsed. And anyway, she, when she got on the stand, she was asked a question that was totally not rehearsed, not planned. Yes. And, and it was, and it was about her husband and, you know, it was, um, it was a wrongful death case. And she said, she said that, um, she, she believed in reincarnation and she said that she just looked forward to being reincarnated and that she hoped in her next life that she met her husband so she could marry him again. Wow. And it was such a touching moment that was just totally organic. And I, I think almost everybody was trying not to cry. Right. Um, but, you know, that was my, it just, I'll, I'll just never forget it. And I think part of it was because it was my first trial, but part of it also is what our guests talk a lot about on the show as far as when you're dealing with clients that have gone through something terrible and when you're, they're going to be on the stand that you don't want, you know, everything has to be organic and you have to have that credibility. You don't want something to be rehearsed or you don't want um, to put, you want to be sensitive to the client and how much they're going to spend a trial and what you're putting them through. Um, and she was just kind of the most wonderful client to begin with. And so that's, it's kind of, um, it just, that just always really stuck with me. Yeah, no, that sounds very powerful. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you. And uh, what, and really, I mean, I know we all have to, or three of the four of us, I know, need to pack up to evacuate from Dorian pretty soon. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but one question I did want to ask, um, I, just because I, I tend to get the emails that come in for the show. So, and we've gotten a few emails over the, you know, since since the podcast launched in January from law school students. I know there are quite a few law school students who listen to this podcast. So I didn't know if maybe y'all might have any advice for maybe young attorneys who are in law school or people kind of finding their way as, as lawyers, you know, I know you're both really passionate about what you do. So when you meet young lawyers, what tends, young lawyers, what tends to be your best advice? Um, well, I guess I would say, you know, if you're in law school and you know, you want to do trial work <clears throat> and you know, you want to be in the courtroom, then take as many mock trial, you know, uh, courses as you can and, mm -hmm. and get that practice in. And then, you know, during your summers and, uh, you know, and as much as you can go work for a firm that, that does that, that, um, that does trial work. But I mean, the, I, I think the, I think the main thing for young lawyers coming out is, um, is, uh, you know, don't be afraid to get in the courtroom. Don't be afraid to, um, you know, take a case to trial, um, because like I said before, um, of course we don't want mistakes to be made, but mm -hmm. you know, they're always, something always happens during trial. There's just too many moving parts for them to be uh, absolutely perfect. So that, you know, there's always, uh, something's going to happen. So don't let that 
bog you down or hold you back or, you know, even, you know, we, we have all been there. Anybody who's been in a courtroom at one time or another has had a judge, you know, get all over them or had, had a judge get, uh, get upset with them. And, uh, and you know, it's not easy when it happens. I'll say that, but, um, but don't let that deter you. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, the main thing is, is, you know, I would just say, get into a courtroom, try a case, you know, and then, and, and work with lawyers who try cases. I mean, if that's, if that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. you know, now if you want to do something else, you know, in the legal field, then you should, you know, obviously, you know, if you want to do tax law, then go work for a tax lawyer. But, uh, but you know, that's what I would say is get in the courtroom as much and as often as you, as you possibly can. Uh, and you agree with that advice, Yvonne? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 of course I do. It's Steve. It's Steve's <laughs> advice. <Right. laughs> um, no, but I think the other advice that I would give both, both myself, because I feel like I got lucky, but you know, it's a, we do a hard job. There's a lot, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot that you take on, um, both just in terms of your workload, but also, you know, our clients are people who have been through, you know, the worst time in their lives. And so there's, you feel a lot of responsibility. It can be really stressful. And so I think, I think when you're, especially when you're in law school and you're graduating and maybe you're thinking about your student debt or whatever, there's, there's a tendency to kind of be stressed about getting a job or, or to want to take the job where you're going to make the most money. And I think, the advice I would give anyone is, you know, go someplace where you want to work, where you like mm-hmm. people and where you feel respected um, because the job is really hard. The job is really stressful and it's a lot easier to work hard. It's a lot easier to work on briefs over the weekend like I'm doing right, right now when you <laughs> right. like the people, when you like the work that you're doing and you like the people that you work with and you feel like your work is appreciated and respected. And I know that's easier to say and harder to find, but I think it's it's worth taking that extra time, taking less of a paycheck, taking you know um, a little bit more of a risk when you're looking for a job to f- to find the right fit. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. that's very well said. Well, I think you two do an amazing job with this with this podcast, and I know we're excited to you know come back on the air on October fifteenth with some new episodes. We have several already scheduled, and we'll get a few more on the books. And uh, Steve, is there anything you want to say to wrap up this behind the scenes episode? No, just that you know we have really, really enjoyed doing these shows. Uh, we're we're proud of what we've done. We're proud of the the uh, content that we put out, the lawyers that we've talked to, and uh, you know I uh, you know I encourage anybody who listens to the show and likes it to share it with you know uh, people that they know, um, and um, you know, and we hope everybody uh, sticks with us while we take a, just a small break, um, and uh, and come back on October the fifteenth and uh, and listen to the. Uh, our next show. Yeah. And we should, men- we should mention too, because um, I, I, when we talked about doing this episode, I was talking to Steve about how did it make sense to call it a year in, in review because we, our podcast had not been posting episodes for a year, but believe it or not, we have been working on the podcast right. for more than a year. We've been recording episodes for more than a year um, before we actually started posting those episodes and kind of going live. So Great point. Over a year for all of us. Yeah. Great Great point. Well, thank you to everyone for listening. And thank you, Steve and Yvonne, for doing such a wonderful job with the Great Charles podcast. Well, thank you, Allison and Raz, for doing a fantastic job on the podcast. Without you guys, (laughs) we would have nothing. So true. Thank you, guys. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And be safe with Hurricane Dorian coming. Okay. (laughs) Thanks so much.